Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Adults, where we bring you adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious. My name is Glenn King, and it is my honor to bring you this wonderful podcast. And today I have a, uh, a co-host, which is kind of rare for us these days because he doesn't usually want to fly all the way to Las Vegas and do these things with me in person. He is the great Jim Williams. Jim, it is good to be back with you. Glenn, always a f- pleasure to be with you, buddy. And today, so I always say we have a special podcast, but this is a super special podcast today. So let me give you a little background. About two weeks ago, we did a podcast uh, with a labor attorney, and we talked about California Bill AB5 and how it's going to impact the adult film community, et cetera, et cetera. And honestly, it was uh, very informative, but not so much entertaining at the level of entertainment that we usually like to be. So when we, when I listen to one of our shows and I think we were not entertaining enough for our, our, our listeners, I go, where do we go to be the most entertaining? Where do we go to find the most entertaining woman on earth? And that of course is our favorite guest on the show, our old friend, the great Christina Rose. Christina Rose. (laughs) Wow, what an introduction. Wow, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. So for those of you who are not familiar with Christina Rose, which I can't believe there are that many of you, but um, she is on the Mount Rushmore of porn. She is simply one of, if not the greatest adult film star in the history of the business. She is famous for her... Come on, you know it's true. She's modest. She's wild. Her, uh, she's known for her filthy talk. She's known for her abilities. Like she's like an Olympic athlete of sexuality. Uh, every scene she's ever done stands out. So if you're not familiar with her, you need to go check her out. Now let's just sort of set the table visually here for people. I usually describe what um, our performer is wearing when I do this in person. Christina, what are you wearing right now? What do you look like? Well, I have pink fuzzy slippers on and (laughs) I'm wearing black leggings that are old and kind of see-through with lots of dog hair on them. And I'm wearing a (laughs) Selena Gomez shirt. I'm in full-on house housewife cleaning mode right now, so if that's your fantasy, hi. <laughs> I think that is a lot of people's fantasy is to it have is, you. To be honest, it really is. I put I put that kind of stuff on my OnlyFans, and like they love it. They're like, oh my god. You know, Glenn, it's weird. I'm wearing exactly the same outfit. I don't know how that works. <laughs> and a lot of people have a fantasy about you being a housewife as well, Jim. So that works right. out. It's 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 uh you know it's one of the big ones, no doubt. That's perfect. <laughs> All right, so. You uh, retired. You've retired from porn. This is tragic news, but you have retired from porn. So, and now you're the carburetor cutie on on uh, Instagram. So, yes. what are you doing with yourself? Are you working on cars? Um. Well, I had got my dream car. I got an El Camino, and I so I've been working on that a little bit. And um, I basically, I mean. I work for my boyfriend pretty much. He has his own business, so I help him with that. And I'm, I'm basically like a housewife. <laughs> okay. And it's and I take care of dogs, and it's amazing. I love it. Can you say what your boyfriend's business is, or is that out of yeah, out of bounds? Yeah. Oh, sorry, he does he does um, advertising and marketing mostly for like um, 
uh, music people, works with a lot of record labels and stuff when they're dropping albums, also, like, TV shows and stuff. Um, he does a lot of, like, the street campaigns. So that's pretty much what we're doing. Like, tonight we're going to – we're painting – we're live painting a wall, um, a mural for uh, BET Awards. Oh, wow. Um, for a party that they're doing with, like, YG and um, – who else is in it? DJ Mustard. So, um, yeah, I do that. And I do my art stuff, too, which kind of works out because my boyfriend, is, uh, he does art as well, like graffiti art. And um, so we do murals and stuff together sometimes. So it's cool. I kind of got a cool little uh, mix of working slash housewife stuff. And I'm pretty cool with that. I never thought it would be, like, settled down a little bit like that, but that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. So you actually, just what I'm understanding here, this is like a full-time job to some degree. Like you get up every day now with things that are you're doing to help your company. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's pretty much what I do uh, every single day. And then also, too, I was taking care of my boyfriend's father, who he's elderly. He just passed away. Um, he was ill for a while. So, no, it's okay. He had it. We, he, he was, he's good. He's in a good place now. So, you know, I've just been doing like all that kind of thing, you know, like I, I don't shoot anymore. Kind of in the middle of like, where do, where, where do I want to go from here? You know, like what's my business after this? So taking some time, kind of like helping our business, his business. It's kind of giving me some time to figure out what exactly I want to do as far as, like, what's my next move, you know? I'm not going to fucking sit around and be a housewife all the time. That's just going to get boring. <laughs> it, it's a I change still have, for like, you. my yeah. OnlyFans and stuff, too, you know? I still do that a little bit, but mostly I'm just evolving, you know? All right, before I ask you about your OnlyFans, we need to know about the dogs. What kind of dogs are they? I have uh, a pit bull. A Pipple mix, a Chihuahua, and a Maltipoo. Oh, wow. Okay. And the Pipple doesn't yeah, eat Yeah, I multi-poo. have, like, the, the weirdest collection of dogs. That's bizarre. Uh, didn't you have a, uh, a piranha that you were trying to bring to set? Uh, what was his name? Rambo? <laughs> Rambo! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What's up with that? Like, are there any, like, what's going on in the world of porn right now? Like, I've kind of removed from it. I hear things from time to time. But, you know, I know there's some things going on. And who's bringing their pet? What's the controversy now on set? I need to know. All right. So there's all kinds of stuff, set controversies. Let's ask you your opinions on the set controversies. So this guy um, at Bang Bros, who was a director named Ivan. Did you ever shoot for a director named Ivan? Ivan. I mean. He got fired, which takes work to get fired in our industry. But apparently I mean, yeah. he was pressuring the girls like, you know, he would uh, he would bust in on their rooms at the uh, at the model house. These are accusations. Now, I'm not saying these are these are definitely yeah, what happened. This, but this is the rumor. These are the rumors. These are we, we know that girls step forward like a number of them and said, the yes, allegations. the allegations are he, you know, took me to a party. And then instead of taking me home, he took me uh, to a, like a secluded forest and said, OK, now you're going to perform oral sex on me. And, yeah, that's what these girls are saying is that he would do. And then, you know, you're not going home. And then some of them in the story would be like, well, I finally just got out of the car and left and took an Uber. Or oh, whatever. my God. Wait, okay, so wait, this is in Miami or this is in L.A.? 
This is Miami thing here. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know. Like, that sounds weird. I mean, when you're a model and you're traveling out of state or, you know, out of California to shoot and you have to stay over somewhere, it can be weird from time to time. You know, not every, I mean, usually Bang Bros, though, is pretty, like, they've got it down, you know, to a science, I feel like. They always put you up, like, I don't know, that's just so bizarre. But let me, let me read you, honestly, wait, wait, wait Christina, said, let me read you Jaime Marie's tweet here about this guy, uh, Ivan. Okay. Uh, it says here, Ivan showed up at my Airbnb uninvited on his bachelor party night when he was getting married, tried to force himself on me, got pissed when I rejected him, so I had to kick him out. His response when I asked why he would do this the night before his wedding, quote, I never said I wasn't an asshole. <laughs> and then I mean, Marie finished it off with gross. <laughs> Not oh that we're God. laughing I mean, at this hor- girl's horrible experience, but go ahead. I mean, okay. I'm just like, you're in porn. I don't give a fuck what anyone in porn says about the industry is professional. No, sometimes it's not. Maybe your business is professional and how you're running your business is professional. But not everybody is doing that shit like that. There are, there is have been instances, I think, in my career where I've traveled somewhere out of state or something and um, having to stay somewhere, having to stay at the director's house. Like, I don't really know you. Which that could be cool if it's professional, but if they're trying to be like, you flew out here, I got to shoot tomorrow, and then they're like trying to be on some weird, we're not on a date, fool. Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. yes. Some people, so I've been in situations like that, and that's the worst. And especially when you're new and you're young, you're kind of like, is this how it is, or is this not normal? And you don't really know how to gauge your reaction because. In the real world, you're not going somewhere to go fuck somebody and then, you know, do like film something. That that doesn't really happen. So you're kind of bending the rules in your mind right there. Yeah. And then once you get in an unfamiliar situation with someone being unfamiliar, but you've been around professional people in the industry, you kind of know that's not right. But then this guy's kind of doing so it can happen. That's why I think it's important that when girls get in the industry, I don't think it's smart when girls get in the industry like 18 years old. You don't have that kind of life experience. Most 18-year-old girls do not have that kind of life experience. And most 18-year-old girls have low self-esteem and are afraid to say no. And they will put themselves in those positions where they won't say no or like, I don't know, girls need to say no. I'm like, I need to teach. I'm going to start a seminar. This is my new career. I'm okay, starting yes. a seminar where yeah. I teach these fucking bitches how to say no. If you don't know how to say no, if you don't know how to be a bitch, then you're going to get walked all over in porn. Basically, they're going to suck you up, play with your mind, use you, and then spit you out. Like, you need to be able to stick, stick up for yourself and be like, I'm not fucking doing that at all unless you pay me this much or whatever your deal is. You know what I mean? Like you have to be able to stick up for yourself. I feel sorry for girls that go through that kind of experience. And the more girls that stick up for themselves, the less that's going to happen. I feel like, you know, well, here's your new career. Yeah. Here's, we'll here's your new career, uh, Christina. I, Cause I've shared this with other performers who are in your same situation who have retired recently. <laughs> Um, yeah, And I've talked to an agent about it and they're open to it. But basically you could put together 
a short class, like a one hour class for new performers, a seminar, and go to all the agencies and say, here it is. Uh, Once a month, we're going to do this. It's $100 per performer, which is less than the cost of even her photographs that you're putting out there. And and I will, I, Christina, will go over everything they need to know before they get to their first set about what to bring to set, what to say, how to have confidence, how to, um, what you can expect, all that kind of stuff. What do you think of that? Yeah. What's appropriate and what's not. Cause I mean, man, I remember I'm like 23 getting into porn and I was pretty worldly, so to speak. And even there's moments where you're like, you know, you're kind of bending the rules that society taught you regardless of whether you follow them to begin with or not. And sometimes you don't really know how to navigate in that within the industry because, I don't know. So many people are different. Some people are super professional. So if I'm on Glenn's side and it's super professional, it's fine. Everything's good. You're like, okay, this is good. And then you go to another side and it starts to seem like it's going to be like that. But then later on, it gets funny. You kind of don't really, if you don't have your, you know, wits about you, if you don't know who you are or like, no, I don't give a fuck if I look crazy. No, I'm not doing that. Then you can get lost. Right. Especially these girls that are 18 years old. You just, just don't know. You barely know how to give a blowjob properly. Get out of my face. Like, right. you, you can't, you can't, you want to suck a dick. You can barely suck it right anyways. And, and you have no self-confidence to, like, say no. You know, you're afraid. Oh, if I say no, then I'm never going to be Sasha Gray. Like, no, Sasha Gray said fucking no. So that's why she's Sasha Gray. Like, that's why the bitches that make it usually are the ones that do say no and demand what their worth is. And, you know, you don't want to be difficult, but at the same time, you don't want to get walked all over. The most successful form performers in history really have been the ones who exuded confidence and, and sort of a yeah. strength. Uh, Jim, you were going to ask her a question? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you were talking about the 18 year olds getting into the business or and what they shouldn't uh, until they, uh, until they get it. What's the most important thing. If you had two or three things to say to an 18 year old to get them ready, not to necessarily start, but to say, look, maybe you need to brush up on this, that, or the other, what would it be? Um, number one, I would say, I mean, there's so many things to say. Number one, I would say, are you sure? Because this isn't the fucking 1980s when you do a VHS and then, oh, maybe no one will ever see it. It's on Google. It's on Google. Like, it's forever. Huh. Yeah. And that will affect your life forever in right. relationships, outside of relationships, in business, trying to get out of business. I saw Lexi Seidel tweet the other day, and it was so true. She said... Man, getting out of porn is harder than getting out of the mafia. Yeah. And it's true. Like, if you're a girl and you do your thing and then you're done and you're like, okay, I'm moving on to the next phase of life. No one wants to let you let that go. Everyone tells you to get out of porn. But then once you're getting out of it, no one wants to let it go. It's always something that comes up to try to stop you from doing what you're doing. It's a, it's an obstacle in a relationship. It's an obstacle in getting another career and going to school. So it's just like, you have to make sure that that is something that you're willing to go for. If it is, then the number one thing I have to tell you is none of these people are your friends. These are your business acquaintances. And the one thing about it, it's you're a boxer, it's a, it's a one woman or one man sport. Directors mm-hmm. are boxers. You're fighting each other. You could all have camaraderie together, 
But at the end of the day, that's your competition. So that's how you have to view it because that's how it really is. And second, and the third thing I would say is you are not going to save any of your fucking money. You're really not. So what you need to do is take that money and invest in yourself. Buy yourself a house. The first thing you do with all your money is buy yourself a house. Then do whatever, then blow it all on whatever. Or you also need to, or, or get, get in a class. Just take a fucking class. Take a typing class. I don't fucking know. Take some kind of <laughs> class. Yeah. Y'all thank me later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's pretty much it. Uh, to your point, you know, and these are, that's all, all great advice. To your point, mm-hmm. um, Eva Angelina, which just, I just read an article. She is now a certified firefighter in uh, Florida. Oh my God, I believe it. <laughs> and so she was head of her class. They made her class captain or something like that, which I guess is what they give to the person that is the, the most success or uh, the baddest ass, the most adept at firefighting. And everybody else in her class got hired immediately by the state except her. And she's trying to get, you know, get on with somebody as a firefighter. But her background, of course, is preventing her. So if you're thinking about getting in the porn industry, this is what you have to know. And that does not just go for females, for males as well. Males uh, you, as well, yeah. I think they, I saw uh, Dale DeBone was having a hard time. Like he, I think he went through like so many careers. He was going to be a paramedic. Then that got fucked over because of his porn career. He was like, he he was working for the jail, like as a, a prison guard or a transporter or something. And then I think something happened with, I don't know. Like I just, like, it's so, it's fucked up. <laughs> Um, it is. And, and so that's something that we, uh, we, I hope, and I think as a society, that's eventually going to go away, but that's, that's the way it is right yeah, now. It's not as bad as it too. used to be, but, but it is bad. Well, still, yeah. so just getting back to the Ivan, the director thing though, I always want to know, is there a story that you have of a director that tried to bang you, um, after the scene, you know, or, or on the go see or at an inappropriate time? You know, I don't really think that I encountered those kind of situations because I'm a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I'm a bitch, and they already could tell off top. I feel like like, people like that, when they go for somebody, they know how to sniff out the people that don't have self-esteem. They know how to sniff out the people that are going to do stuff that they don't want to do. So I really was never one of those people. I'm pretty vocal. And also too, I'm with I was with Spiegler and no one's yeah. really trying to fuck with Spiegler. Like yeah. no one wants to get banned from Spiegler girls. No one wants to like Spiegler is the godfather of porn or something. That's <laughs> her agent for everybody that she's talking about her former yeah. agent. Legendary. Uh, legendary Mark Spiegler, who yeah, that he's kind of known as the, the godfather of porn agents or the top agent in the business. Well, we want to ask Christina about the greatest story in the history of porn, the famous or infamous Costa Rica story. But first, I need to tell you about our new sponsor, Savage Sin Clothing. I'm very excited about this. Savage Sin Clothing is so wonderful. If you go to their website right now, savagesinclothing.com, you can browse through and see they have some absolutely amazing products. Uh, They were originally started as kind of like an MMA uh, company they were going to make shirts for MMA and that was their original design so they're all high quality stuff let me say something here just about me i am like the king of cheap shirts like i constantly will go buy a, a good shirt and go like, hey all right i can get this one for 5 bucks or whatever and then 
once I put my cheap shirt into the washing machine, that's it, right? But these yeah. shirts, Savage Sin, Savage Sin clothing shirts are 100% actual, real cotton. So they're not screwing around with this stuff. It's the good stuff. It's printed in the United States and then shipped to you. And what happened was, so they were first doing MMA, and then they realized that really their better affiliation was with uh, adult-type products, the adult industry. And so they branched out their line, and they just released their new line of products, which blows me away. So I don't know if you're near your computer, Christina, and you could see this too. Maybe we can probably get you uh, some uh, an item here. But I'm looking at, like, panties that say lick it up. I'm looking oh, wow. at – uh, a, a tank top that says judge me when you are perfect. I like that one a lot. Mm -hmm. These are in the female clothing department that I'm looking at here. Yeah. Really cute stuff. And then you go back and you look some of their, there's, there's a bunch of cool designs. There's one that, uh, is a tank top that says fuck love with a little heart in it. I love that one. Aww. Uh, in the men's shirts area, I'm looking at some good designs that, uh, there's a couple of them that are kind of altish with a skull. There's a skull with an American flag kind of pasted onto it. I like that one. Hey, Born patriotic. To, very patriotic. Born to be an outlaw. There's a fuck love shirt for men. Uh, they've got some great accessories too. There's, they've got clocks, they got, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. Bags. Yeah. Uh, so they've got, yeah, they've got, uh, all kinds of things for you to try out tank tops. There's bikinis. There's just about everything. I like the, the shirt that I want is the one that says parental advisory, explicit content. So yeah, this is, you need that one. I do. I really should have that. I wish I could sort of warn people because when I go to like the dog park and everything, mm -hmm. I, I just want people to stay away from me because I don't want people to come up and start telling me about their kids and stuff. Like I just, I have no interest in that. And if you're not willing to talk about adult stuff, uh, then I just have, I lose interest really fast. So I love their products. I do not agree usually to be a, uh, to, to be a pitch man for anybody, unless I actually have reviewed their products, looked at them and said, yes, I enjoy this, but don't take my word for it. Go to SavageSinClothing.com and check it out, and you will see. Like these days, it's tough to find casual wear to just wear out, and that's the need. That's the niche that these guys are filling. This is all great casual wear that you can wear to the gym. You can wear to the mall. You can wear to the park. Uh, so, so go check that out. And we thank them for sponsoring us. We're very excited about this new Absolutely. relationship. One more time. That is S A V A G E S I N clothing.com savage sin clothing.com hey and this just in we've got a promo code for our listeners that should make this a no-brainer i'm talking about a 40 percent discount Whoa. yeah that's right a 40 percent ah. discount so you're gonna enter king sin just k-i-n-g-s-i-n at checkout and get 40 percent off your entire order so yeah that's pretty awesome actually so go and get done. you Yes, go get some Savage Sin clothing today. I can't remember whether you told the Costa Rica story. Again, oh, my God. Yeah. Podcast, because oh I remember we were trying to God. get to it, and we had a podcast that we did with you where we where we didn't have the equipment set up right or something, and then so you told it and then didn't get to tell it again. But let's just tell that one more time, because I could, I could never get enough of hearing this story. I don't even know if we have time for that story. Like, <laughs> I guess I have to go to Costa Rica with Gina Valentina. It's my first time meeting her. 
And um, looking for some lesbian, uh, looking for some lesbian movie, Latina Fire. And it was this guy directing it that he, he's just a blowbang guy, really. Like, and I don't know how he was able to convince somebody to give him money for funding to film this movie in Costa Rica that he said he was going to get on like a pay-per-view kind of thing or for cable for a uh, software kind of thing. I don't know. I was kind of looking at people like, why the fuck did he send me on this shit? He's getting old. He's losing his touch. <laughs> and so we go and it was just a shit storm from beginning. Like on the plane ride over there, he's like, yeah, we need to have these special uh, uh, four wheel drive vehicles. It can't be a regular one. Cause we're going in the jungle. We're supposed to go film a, a lesbian thing in the jungle in Costa Rica. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> whatever. I'm, I'm here. And uh, we get there. He doesn't have, he doesn't have a credit card. He only has his bank card. And they're going to put a hold on his bank card for like all the money he had plus that in it to get the, the rental for the car. We didn't even get the rental, the cars that, the, that we were supposed to get. Gina and I are sitting outside, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, we just want to go smoke some weed, like, <laughs> whatever. And then he finally comes. We have one little SUV that isn't even four-wheel drive, I don't think. And, like, whole plane ride there, he's telling us all how we have <laughs> special SUVs and da 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 Then he's trying to, like, strap the luggage to the top of the SUV. We leave. We had to go to we had to go to Costa Rica Walmart and he's getting ropes and shit. Gina promptly went inside and got some butane for her waxing. <laughs> and how many uh, how many people were there trying to fit into this little SUV then? There was you so and Gina. Far it's just it's so far it's just four, but there was two other people that had gotten there before us. Uh-huh. And we hadn't met up with them yet. So we're like, he's getting all the ropes to tie the luggage to the car. And I see a little hot dog stand. And I was like, did we get something to eat? Because I just felt like this is the number one thing. Okay, when you're new in porn and you're traveling for to shoot, eat, bitch. Eat every chance you get. Eat <laughs> eat when before you get on the plane. Eat when you're on the plane. Eat when you at the airport when you arrive. Make sure you pack some snacks in your luggage because no one is here to feed you. You are not on summer camp. You are it's up to you, bitch. Like you're not that's no one cares if you eat. Like a director's gonna bring you a bag of sun chips and maybe a warm bottle of water and that's pretty much the extent of it so make sure you we all just look at each other and we're like yeah we're gonna get some of these hot dogs right now so Good. we're watching him try to like tie the luggage on in the parking lot of costa rica parking lot uh walmart we're watching him try to tie the luggage on top of the car and he's just like really having a hard time we're just like what the fuck eating our hot dogs meanwhile there's a truck of costa rica guys like construction worker guys they're all drinking beers in the parking lot, watching this dude try to like tie the luggage on top of the car and laughing. They were just having a ball watching. They watched him for like an hour and then they went over there and helped him. They felt so bad for him. Eight. They strapped all these bags, camera equipment, our luggage on top of the car and the, the car was full of luggage. Then we're driving to go pick up the other two people and we're like, where are they going to sit? 
Right. Pick up the other two people. He's strapping the luggage on the car. Oh my god, it was horrible. He has this Russian girl that he he had flown out to come to Costa Rica with us, who he was gonna put in the movie. But what is a Russian girl gonna do in the movie that's called Latina Fire? <laughs> no, I don't. It know. wasn't even like that. He brought his own like like dark haired Russian girl with least. him, like. He brought his own girls to like have sex with or something. I don't know. Sure. It was so yeah. bizarre. All part of the budget. We finally, yeah, we finally pull up to the location and uh, like the house where we're going to be staying at, the base camp before we go into the jungle because we're supposed to stay in the jungle in this giant treehouse thing. Oh, God. Okay. And shoot in the jungle. Mind you, in the jungle in Costa Rica, like there's so many poisonous plants. There's jaguars. There's like people that live jaguars. in Costa Rica don't go into the jungle. Like they don't really <laughs> venture into the jungle at all. And we're supposed to be naked out there fucking. Like no one had control of this. Like this is insane. Right. Like, Not a lot of thought. This is like. This is like. Yeah, I was just gonna say this is like the Discovery Channel, naked and afraid, Costa Rica. Yeah, this, I was. I wasn't naked. I wasn't getting naked for shit, but I was definitely afraid. Like, <laughs> right. Afraid. So the so house. We, we pull, yeah. Before we even pull up to the house, the Russian girl gets in the car next to me, and she wanted to take my seat by the window. I said no. I'm sitting here. I was the oldest, so my melty ass was like, uh-uh, I'm grandfathered into this window seat, bitch. And I think so. <laughs> I already just didn't like her. I was like, oh, here we go. Christina's a bitch again because she doesn't like somebody off top for no reason. But lo and behold, my, my intuitions were correct. Anyway, so we pulled up to this house, and there's all, like, the Costa Rica people, like, <sighs> We got lost. He's asking me for directions. I was like, I have never been to fucking Costa Rica before. There's no ways out here. Like, there's no street signs. Like, how? I'm, I figured it out. Like, I'm MacGyver. I figured it out. We pull up. They're laughing at us. The people that are helping us, our liaisons from Costa Rica, are laughing at us, pulling up with the car and everything else. And I can immediately tell. I was like, oh, my God. This is a shit show. Like, this, I don't even know. We get inside. Then the director is like, okay, we're going to go to the store and get some supplies. He goes to the store. I shit you not for, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. For six people, he buys one roasted chicken. He buys a giant, <laughs> a giant, like, Costco-sized jug of the cheapest wine he could find. <laughs> Okay. And he bought one six pack of beer. <laughs> and oh, and two giant rigs. And he two. brought that for people to eat. And him and this Russian girl got drunk and um and we all picked rooms, right? I was pissed because Gina got the only room that had air conditioning, like the master suite. <sighs> I was like, whatever, it's fine, I'll take this room over here. So Gina and I are doing some dabs. And the Russian girl and the director kind of disappeared. And then Gina and I were like, all right, well, let's go to bed. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to my room, brushing my teeth. And I see Gina, she goes to her room. And then I'm going to the bathroom, I brush my teeth. I come out of the bathroom and Gina's like sitting on the edge of my bed. Like, just, she looks like, Gina looks like a little girl anyways, but she just looks like a little girl. And she just like looks so sad. She was just looking down, like at her feet, kind of just sitting there. And I was like, what's up? What's wrong? And she was like, I, I don't even, 
she couldn't even talk. And then I finally, I, she's like, look. And I go and I look at her room, and the director and the Russian girl are naked. They were fucking in her bed. They fucked in her bed. And she was, like, thoroughly disgusted. Right. And I felt so bad for her, but then at the same time, I was like, damn, I'm so glad I didn't get that room. Because if you fucked in my bed, uh, this, this would be a, a turn into a horror movie. I'll murder everybody. Right. <laughs> so I felt bad for her, but then I was happy that I didn't. So, and then the other two guys that were shooting, the camera guys, they had to stay in this room that was like outside. It looked like a prison cell. There was like bars <laughs> right. on it with bunk with bunk beds. Uh, okay. Oh my god, it was horrible. Like you so, lower them down and chain them to the top of it or something like basically, that. Basically, I felt yeah. bad for them, but Gene and I were like, "This is we're we're we we're the stars, so we get rooms." <laughs> like basically, you're talking about the place they kept Rambo in the first Rambo movie, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah, basically, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that might even have been the exact location they used. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It's true. Okay. So we're like, the next day we wake up and we're going to go to the store to get supplies so we can take it into the jungle with us. We need like food and stuff like that. The Russian girl is weird. I just, I felt like she was on drugs or something. She was just bizarre. And we go, we're going to the store again. He doesn't know where the store is. He's asking me for directions, which I think is the smartest thing that he did the whole trip. Right. Okay. <laughs> like literally. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to get to the store. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not from Costa Rica. I'm going to try to figure it out right now on my phone, but I, I really don't know what to do. And the girl's like, she's like, do you need help? It seems like you really know where we're going. And I just like was going to lose it. I was like, you know what, bitch? You can just sit back there and shut the fuck up and don't say another <laughs> word around me because I really, I'm not going to get into it with you right now. It's too fucking early. I just left it like that. Then we go to the store. This bitch has roller skates on, the Russian girl, and she just skates off. She just skates off like, thanks for the ride, guys. I'm just laughing because she brought roller skates to the jungle. Right. It's like this is one clown short of a circus. Well, we we still have more story. Get ready. I'm like, whatever. I was glad she was gone. To be honest, she was irritating the fuck out of me and Gina too. But Gina's leaving it pretty chill at this time. We're in the store. They don't really know what they're getting. Gina and I take control of the situation. We're like buying eggs, like shit, regular shit you would need. And we get to the checkout counter. And the director doesn't have enough money. <laughs> oh, flashback real quick. Flashback real quick. One of the most important parts. Yes. When we first got to Costa Rica and we were having trouble getting the rental car, the director was worried that I was going to like leave, I think. So he paid me all my money up front in cash. Right as soon as we got off the plane, right as soon as we had a problem with the with the rental car, he gave me, and I was like, are you sure? Because I've never known a director to give me all my money up front before shooting. <laughs> it, so it really violates the cardinal rule of porn. If uh, if any of our listeners are planning on becoming porn directors, which I know a lot of you are, uh, you do not pay the girl, especially not in cash, until after the scene has been done. There's just too much that can go wrong between yeah, unless you're in Costa, like unless, Come on, Glenn, unless you're in Costa Rica. Especially yeah, right. if you're in Costa Rica, you you just you don't you don't do that. Don't leave home without it. Especially if you don't have a lot of your own money. <laughs> okay. 
No, I even offered it back to him. I said, are you sure? I was like, no, just take it. It's fine. And he insisted. And in that moment, you know, when you get those feelings, you're just like, it's just like, just listen to me. I just took it. <laughs> so I have my money. And I mean, clearly I had money in my account, like unlike the director. So Gina and I both put out money for the food. Yeah. Because he didn't have enough money. And we're, he's like, I know Spiegler will pay me back. So I, regardless of whatever happens. Right. So, but you were also using the cash to, from the scene that he had paid stupidly that. paid you. I just you. used the cash that I had on hand. I wasn't going to use my card. So I just was like, whatever, I'll just use that. <laughs> so then we go back to the Then we go to leave the fucking grocery store. And the stupid Russian bitch is nowhere to be found. Then finally, like 20 minutes later, she comes skating up. And she's wearing a completely different outfit. <laughs> she, she went shopping. She bought Costa Rica, like, trinkets and shit. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God. So we're in the car, and we're driving. Wait, wait, so just back. to be clear, the director couldn't even afford to buy you eggs for breakfast, but his girlfriend no, had I, bought a whole new outfit. Well, I'm sure it was her own money. I don't think for one second that he, <laughs> paid, he fronted for that. Right. But So we, we get back in the car. We're driving back to the house to get the, the car packed up to drive up into the jungle. And something happened between Gina and the Russian girl. The Russian girl had this weird, like, pinnacle thing, and Gina was asking if it was, like, a it was different, like, a, if it was, like, a, some kind of, like, Mexican witchcraft or something like that. And she said, no, it's the other one, which meant the satanic one, which totally, like, you know, irked. Gina wasn't really into that. And she was, I don't know, words were said. She was like, Gina was like, the girl, the Russian girl got out of the car and Gina was like, I don't want to be around her. I don't like her. Like she's, and we told the director up front, just keep her away from us because we don't particularly like her. I'm like, she's on drugs or something. It seemed like she was on meth or I don't know. She was talking about doing acid. She did acid or something on the way out or I don't know, whatever. Oh, yeah. So. The director's like, we get back to the house, and the director's like, okay, well, we need to drive, we need to pack the car, put all, strap all the luggage to it, and we're all going to drive up the hill in one car all together with all the luggage on it into the jungle. And I just looked at him, and I said, no, I'm not. And then I just walked away. <laughs> so then he was like, he was like, okay, what we'll do is I'm going to take this camera guy and the Russian girl, and we're going to take the luggage. And all the luggage and camera equipment, and we're going to drive to the jungle. Then I'm going to drive back, and I'll come get you guys, and then we'll drive out. I was like, whatever. And I was like, but you're not taking my bag. My bag stays with me. Because I'm smart, and I've been doing this long enough to know that you don't. when you're traveling as a girl, you do not leave your bag or anything with anybody. Do not trust them. They will lose it. Things will go missing. Just don't do it. Right. Good advice so for the young performer. He put Gina made the mistake, amateur amateur hour, and I didn't know her that well yet to mm-hmm. be a friend like that to tell her. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> everyone's gotta make their own mistakes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right. And um so she puts her luggage on there. They leave. So it's Gina, me, and one of the other camera guys. And we had the best time. Just us. There you go. Dad. (laughs) I just had a little beer. You know, we went to, I got us a taxi. We found a little taxi, a little Costa Rica taxi guy. Took us to go eat. Like, it was cool. We're waiting and waiting. And then in the jungle and Costa Rica, it rains every day, like around 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Or it rains 
like from two to four or from three to four to five, like, and then it stops raining. So he left to go to the jungle at the worst possible time. Right. And In the middle of a rainstorm. Gone. Yeah. They're gone for hours. We don't hear from them. We're trying to call them and nothing. And finally, finally we hear there's a phone call. Apparently they got into a car accident and they rolled the car. They were barely, they barely got to the jungle. They weren't even in the jungle yet. They rolled the car and they sent us a picture of the car rolled over with the Costa Rican like police with like a machine gun. (laughs) And I was like, all the luggage got thrown. A bunch of the camera equipment got broken and I was just sitting there with my bag of luggage, like, mm, I love mm. you, luggage. <laughs> okay, but let me just be clear Whoa. with people here. To roll a Jeep uh, is not that difficult. Jeeps are not no, it all was, that stable. It was a Honda CRV. But this was it not was a, a Jeep. CRV. They never didn't get the Jeep they wanted. They got right. a Honda CRV, which are actually very difficult right. to yes. roll. They right. have a solid base on those things no, here. No shit. So to just, roll just, it. You have to actually put some effort yeah. into your stupidity of driving here. Right. Glenn, and one, oh, other, was- one other quick thing before, not to, to stop the story, but the visual. is I've been to Costa Rica a couple of times. They don't have roads. So when it <laughs> yeah, rains, like all when it rains, forget about it, okay? You're going into, you're going into a muck thing. So then what you would have to do is stupidly drive, like, instead of slowly edging your way through it, you would have to go really fast because you're in a hurry for some reason, and that's how you roll it. Exactly. You would lose traction, and that's what flips you. Yeah. All right. So an idiot. (laughs) Yeah. And mind you, the director was – so then we're like – they they all got concussions. They were all in the hospital. They finally come back to the house. They're like, are you okay? The director walks up to all three of us and goes, oh, my God, what are you guys doing here? Like, so excited to see us. Like, he didn't know that we went to Costa Rica with him. Oh, my. And before before they left, before they left, that uh-huh. Russian girl had was like, oh, I got this for you, and gave him this necklace with this green stone on it and put it on him. And Gina and I were super superstitious, and after her little pinnacle satanic thing, we were like, we got to get that fucking necklace out of here. I took that necklace. I was like, give me that necklace. I took that necklace off of him, and I ran down the, down the road, the dirt road, and I chucked it as far away from us into the jungle as possible. Clearly, and, Jim, it was the necklace from the episode of the Brady Bunch. Remember where they had right, the bad yes, luck? Of course. Oh my god! <laughs> like it's like romancing, like romancing <laughs> the stone. You know, yeah, this would have made real. a better movie. Frankly, this would have made a better movie than any movie he would have made. Yes, I yes. want to make this into a movie. Actually, so if anyone is listening and you yeah. know, you, you have that kind of Hollywood power, we could write this bitch. I'm hilarious. I'm great. Like, this is I, a Netflix it's, it's, film. Yeah. yeah. Jim knows bare, people. Yeah, the bare bones of this story is amazing on its own. We don't even need to embellish, but we can to make it better. Sure. You know, so after that, we wake up. To, we we can't stay at the house we're staying anymore. It's over. He has no <laughs> more money. He has no. We were supposed to stay in the jungle, and he already prepaid for that. No <laughs> Of course he did. Uh huh. Yeah. So I talked to the guy who was our liaison that had all the houses out there. He was amazing, Myron. If you're listening, we love you. We still love him. And um, I was like, look, we need to find somewhere to stay. He's like, all right, I'll get you something. So I, I paid for 
where we were going to stay for the rest of the trip. Because I was like, we're not going in a fucking jungle. That's not happening. He's going to be lucky we shoot anything. But we were still going to try to make it happen for him. Gina and I were conducting this. We were trying to shoot. And every time we were trying to set up the shoot, he would fuck it up. He would wander <laughs> off or he got drunk. And he had some little bottle, little pills. He told us that he had ecstasy. He's like, I have ecstasy to try to get us to, like, to, like be cool with him. We're like, yeah, whatever. So after his concussion night, we're like, Give us, give us the ecstasy, and we'll be cool tomorrow. We'll wake up tomorrow, and we're going to shoot. I was like, Gina, I was like, Gina, I don't normally do this, and I would never condone this, but this guy's a fucking idiot. We have to take control of this, but let's have fun tonight. We'll share half of this ecstasy, and then we're going to go out for a little bit while it's early. And we had one of our, our liaison guy. He sent a taxi driver with us to be like our security and hang out with us. And then we're going home at midnight, and then we're going to wake up tomorrow and shoot. We did all of that, right? We go right. out, we come back, we drink water, and uh, we're going to go to sleep. Then he comes busting in our room at 8 in the morning, doesn't even knock on the door, opens the door, is like, all right, come on, you guys, get up, we got to shoot, and I fucking <laughs> lost it. Christina <laughs> and I are sleeping in bed together, we're sharing a room, sleeping in the same bed. And which is a very hot visual for everyone out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and I wake up, and now, but right before this trip, I had gotten Botox for the first time. So it was starting to kick in and take effect. And I remember I was face, I was sleeping. Gina and I are both facing into the bed, facing facing each other, sleeping on our sides. And I remember when he busts in, I just opened my eyes and my face. Gina said, "My eyebrows, I look like Jack Nicholson." <laughs> <laughs> she said, "But my face got all mad, and I couldn't move certain points in my face, but my eyebrows went up like Jack Nicholson." <laughs> right, we're talking witches and the Beastwick here, Jack right. Nicholson, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And I off on him. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, get the fuck out of our room. We'll be out there when we're fucking ready. You're a mess. A little bit went off. And then... And, and just so people understand, if I recall correctly, when you take ecstasy, you, you get a headache the next morning. It's it's not a... It's not a I don't uh, know. We just took a little tiny bit of it and I yeah. drank a ton of water. I okay. like, I don't know how to do this. So I was fine, but okay. I was just like pissed off. Like, he's no right coming in our room like that. Like, especially after his behavior. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, who does that? Yeah. So I went... Then I had said to Gina, I was like, I don't really... I'm about ready to leave. I already have my fucking money. And then Gina looks at me and she's like, what do you mean you have your money? I was like, he already paid me, bridge. He paid me right when I got the plane. <laughs> she's like, he didn't pay me yet. And then she told me about how much she was getting paid. I was like, your agent is trash. I was like, you need to get a receiver. I'm like, you should have got like... You should have got, like, a flight rate or something. Like, what is this shit? So I told her, I was like, this is how much you should be getting paid. And I'm like, you need to go down there and tell him that you want your money up front or you're not going to shoot this. Because he only has so much money left. And if you don't ask for your money, he's going to spend it all here. Yep. So I, I, I talked to her so good. <laughs> and she went down there like a G. And she demanded her money. And he gave her all the money that she asked for, which I think was all the money he had left. Right. And we were still going to try to shoot the scene. I was like, look, you're not in control of this shoot anymore. I am. So this is how it's going to go. We're going to tell you what we're going to shoot. We're going to shoot it right now. We're going to shoot this and that. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to shoot this thing right here because that looks like a good spot. We're going to shoot over here. And that's it. That's what we're doing. He's like, or I was like, or you're not going to get anything. 
So he's like, okay, so we go, we're going to have lunch, and then we're going to go. He's getting all drunk. He, he lost, he ran into the ocean with his phone. <laughs> then the guy, the car liaison, got him another phone, and he ran into the ocean again with the phone in his pocket. Okay. Yeah, so. I, like, I couldn't even like, handle it. Like, it's a lot like oh the kid God. that puts his hand on the stove and burns it, Twice, and he goes yeah. right back over there and puts his hand back on the stove. Okay. Then, Some... to, then I forgot, then around this time where we're eating lunch, <laughs> Robbie Echo was supposed to come out and shoot a scene, a boy-girl scene with Gina for the movie. And we, after the concussion and everything, we told the director, we don't, he shouldn't, you need to make sure he doesn't come because we, this is, there's too much going on. We can't even shoot that part. Like, just keep it simple at this point, you know? And he said that he told Robbie to leave, but Robbie was like, oh, it's already paid for it, so I'm just going to come and kick it. We did not want Robbie there after everything we were going through. And so Robbie, he told Robbie, oh, just meet us over by the beach where we're having lunch before we were going to go shoot this shit. And all of a sudden, Robbie walks up, and I see him, and I, because I had talked to him the day before on the phone, I was like, do not come. Whatever you do, do not come because it's a mess. Yeah. I'm like, we're dealing with too much. We don't even have enough room for anywhere for you to sleep. Like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so he, but he showed up and, and like, I, I got pissed. I was like, no, you need to get the fuck out of my face right now. I don't want, so the director and him walked away. Mind you, earlier that morning when I got the house where we were staying, I paid for he was trying to bring that Russian bitch. I said, she's not staying in my house. I paid for this house, so it's my house. And who pays, stays. And I say, that bitch can go wherever <laughs> she wants in Costa Rica. She right. can go home. She mm -hmm. can go wherever, but she's not staying in my house. Okay. So, skates, so she had transportation. Yeah. I don't know. They took her back to the airport, I think. I don't know. And then yeah. Robbie gets there, and I was like, sorry, Robbie, to be a bitch to you, but I told you yesterday, and I'm not dealing with this shit. So I was like, I don't, I don't know where you're going to stay. He wouldn't go stay at a hostel. Oh, my God. It was horrible. Like, just horrible. And on the last night of the thing, I thought this director was going to kill me because he was so pissed at his own failures and mistakes and the yeah. fact that he had no money. He gave me all my money. Still didn't shoot anything. He has to go back to his investors and tell him that his shoot was a wash. And he, he still had uh, not shot any actual content at that point. He never, he never shot anything. <laughs> we even tried to set it up so he could shoot a scene at least, and he ruined it every time. So I was like, I'm not shooting shit. We're not shooting shit. You lost your opportunity. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And he was like all mad, looking at getting all drunk, looking at me all crazy. And I think that he hadn't messed with him because he had this like when he gave me this little ecstasy, he had this little pill bottle. And it had like it had a little plastic baggie uh, with like something in it, and then on top of it were the pills. And I just thought that was mighty weird. I was like, who would do that like that? And who would take all this stuff up to Costa Rica? Like it's so bizarre. It just seemed like he was on meth, in my opinion. Well, he like has a temper, though, is the thing. Um, I, I got into an argument with him one time that almost escalated into a fight. And I, I kind of like the guy, but he, um, but boy, once he, he loses his temper, he's pretty uh, out of his mind. This guy's yeah, still in the business? Yeah. 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 He just, like, he was looking at me. I literally was afraid for my life. I thought he was going to hurt me 
or rob me or something because he was pissed and like the way he was looking at me and he had taken some of that ecstasy that on the last night that we were there and I know that his manhood was like totally compromised in front of all these people and he just like was just dreading it. I was so afraid for myself and my safety and Gina as well that I called our liaison and I told him and he came and I was like, I need another place to stay, a hotel or anything. I'm not going back to that house. I, I don't feel safe there. He had, it was a gated community. He had the security guy close the gate. We ran in there, got our shit. And he got us to stay at night at a little five-star hotel down the road nice. uh, for one night. And we changed our our flight so we could fly home first class because we were supposed to sit next to them on the flight back. Right. I was like, I'm not, I'm like, I don't want to have any problems in the air. Oh my God. So not only did we not shoot anything and Gina and I got paid, Gina got paid more than she was supposed to. And we didn't shoot anything. We flew back first class. (laughs) (laughs) Using the money from the shoot that never got shot. (laughs) Yeah. And that's my story about Costa Rica. That's Ladies a, and gentlemen, that's an episode of Survivor. Yes, the greatest ahead. story in the history. Tells everyone that I robbed him. Yes, I'll get to that. Well, wait a second. So, but but first, let we we just have to say that is the greatest uh, story in the history of porn, right? Yes, Jim, have absolutely. That. Um, that's the greatest story. Forget porn. That's just a great story. So the epitaph here is that, yes, I had heard that, you know, this person was saying that you had robbed him, essentially, or that you had had taken his money and then not done the scene. So then I was booking a girl through Spiegler, and I said to your agent, so, Mark, I, you know, I just got to ask you, what what's the deal with the Costa Rica story? And he says to me, oh, my God. He goes, ah, well, look, ah, if, you, if you're, because, you know, he goes, Glenn, if you're going to fuck up a porn scene, never pay the girl in advance. Exactly. <laughs> okay, there you go. Words That's to live by. Speaker told him directly, he's like, look, dude, you fucked up. You didn't have anything organized. Uh-huh. You paid her up front. And he's like, he's like, I can't help you. You gave them ecstasy. So. Yeah, if you're gonna, that's the words of the If you're gonna fuck up the scene, that's right. If you're gonna fuck it all up, Peter was pissed at me, but it's like, ah, whatever. Not when I talked to him, he he was not pissed at you at all. You know, the the little bit I got out of it, he was like, feel bad. Sure. Well, you know, Spiegler, he's but that's what part of what makes him a great agent is that he does. um, You know, he will say stand up to his girls and tell them, hey. You know, this is we we want to see better, more professional behavior or whatever. But I think in this yeah. case, once he found out the whole story, he was like, oh, he was um, over it. He was like, yeah, that's a that nah, that ain't her fault. He he sounds kind of like the penguin from um from he the Batman. I love the from guy. Batman? But, but yes, from Batman, the original, from the Michael Keaton Batman movies. But but he is the yeah. greatest, one of the greatest guys on earth. And uh, you know, I know I love the guy as much as Christina does, and I know she loves him like you know, reveres him. So he's fantastic. Well, uh, we need to, all right. So one other thing we need to talk to our listeners about is of course, sex Panther, sex Panther.com is one of the coolest things because it gives a way for you, our listeners to build intimate relationships and intimate bonds with the performers that you hear on this show. So for example, Christy Canyon, Ginger Lynn, Kimberly Chi, and of course, Christina Rose, who is sometimes on Sex Panther 
uh, is the person is a person that you could talk to. So what you can do is you can actually sext with these performers. You can send them a dick picture, perhaps, or you can send them a a little thing saying, um, or they will send you something that says, "Here, I just got out of the shower this morning. Here's what I look like, baby," and so on. But the important thing is that. You can talk to them about anything you want to. So maybe you want to know more about the greatest story in the history of porn. You can do so uh, by just sexting with Christina Rose and saying, hey, tell me more about the Costa Rica, the Costa Rica story. So are you not you're not doing um, porn full time these days? So I take it you're not doing Sex Panther as much as well. Um, yeah, not really. I mean, I still do connect with uh, on OnlyFans and stuff. Uh, right now, I've just been busy with other things, so my focus is is there. But I skate in and out. There you go. So you do still occasionally log on to Sex Panther, right? From no. time to time, yes, I do. Yes. Okay, that's what I was hoping to hear. All right, so <laughs> listeners, you got to get on there. You've got to go to sexpanther.com and you need to uh, sign up or um, uh, get Christina's phone number off there, which is free, I believe, and then that wait is- for her. Yeah, and then wait for her to be available. I'm sure that it'll alert you when she is online, and then that's your opportunity. And let me tell you, in the old days, she was 24-7 with this stuff, so it was easy to come by naked pictures of Christina. But for those of you who are addicted to Christina and you need to see her now and every day, this is now rare for the opportunity to arise. So you got to be on there, and you got to be ready for when Christina is ready because when Christina's ready yeah, – I'll do when I – sign on or whatever like it it gives you like it tells you when you're live or whatever and you don't want to disappoint christina is what i was getting at because she's only sharing herself with a few fans these days so you want to be one of those fans that she goes oh yeah i recognize him that's a guy i've talked to before i want to talk to that guy uh so there you go go to sexpanther.com that's s-e-x-t-p-a-n-t-h-e-r don't forget the t in there and check out your favorite performers on there send them pictures let them send you pictures videos and in some cases even talk to them on the phone and if you are one of the many performers who listens to our show this is the way for you to build that intimate relationship with your fans without uh, letting them get to you for free. You know, you want to separate the fans who just want to be fans and download your free stuff off of the Internet from the fans that want to support you and and help uh, pay for the privilege of getting pictures and intimate type things from you. Sign up at Sex Panther today and become a performer and start building those bonds with your fan base. All right, so getting back to Christina here. So, you know, we could do like an entire series of shows where we just talked about the Costa Rica story over and over again. <laughs> like, it's that good. Girl. Yeah, there's, it's so, there's so much. I'm sure there's like a million different details I could just give you randomly. Exactly. Be amazing. It, it was very surreal for me. I've lived several moments where it felt like I was in a movie. <laughs> And at this time, I felt like I was in, like, a horror comedy Yeah. in Costa Rica. I definitely uh, – Costa Rica is a beautiful place. It's fine. That speaks volumes about Costa Rica and how beautiful it is and how amazing the people are there because despite this bullshit that I had to go through, this gauntlet of American hell in Costa Rica, <laughs> I had an amazing time – being able to experience what I could and I definitely plan to go back it's the beach there is beautiful people are amazing it it was awesome 
Um, we, and by the way, Jim knows people in the entertainment industry that maybe they maybe somebody does want to buy the rights to your story and work on this. And I, and I hope Jim can Seriously, pursue that a little bit with you. If someone wants to, I I would definitely be interested in doing that because this is it's just there's too many details, there's too many characters, too many ways you could play it. It would be hilarious as a as a movie. It was hilarious as a just as your story. So, yeah, I listen to it over and over again. And you know, here's it. the thing there's a part two to this. He did a Hawaii trip that went equally as bad or worse. Yeah, oh my god, they had Luna Star there, and Luna has all kinds of connections to like, like cool houses and like just knows people out there because she saved that trip. I heard you should definitely probably try to get Luna on there on your on your podcast, but you, you might need a translator. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing, but that's a good uh. You know, Luna comes down to shoot for me once every year or so, and I haven't shot her in a while, so I think I'll try to invite her here to shoot you again. Should. You should ask her about that trip because I heard it was crazy, equally as crazy. <laughs> equally as crazy. And Luna just became yeah. an American citizen, and, and we're so proud I of her. So. Saw that. so cute on her Instagram. She's like, I, she's been working on that kind of shit for like a minute, but that I've been aware of at least. So I'm really proud of her, and I'm happy for her. Yeah, that's Luna Star, everybody. Jim, I'm just going to wrap us up with one more question for Christina. No problem. And uh, so we were talking before we came on the air about the Insta strike yesterday, where a bunch of porn performers went to Northern California to the Instagram headquarters or the Facebook headquarters and had a meeting with them about why it is that porn performers get their Instagram accounts taken away constantly. Uh, for violations that are nowhere near as bad as what uh, Kim Kardashian does and celebrities do. In other words, yeah. celebrities are constantly putting pictures of themselves up with, you know, mesh bathing suits that barely cover their nipples, and they're okay. Or naked. Or naked. Yeah. And then porn girls just get ripped for being fully clothed. So let's ask Christina, who is the original had her account taken away girl, what she thinks of the state of things. Go ahead. Yeah, honestly, like, I was the original, I was the first porn girl ever to have her account taken away on Instagram. Uh, I was the original social media guru uh, in porn. And yeah, like, that's it sucks, because the social media platforms use the adult industry to build up their platform and get attention and get people on there. And then once they start getting corporate sponsorship, things like that, then they start eliminating all of us, which is kind of like, uh, isn't that why your whole platform got popular to begin with? And That's right. I also think it's like, and then, you know, you got Kim Kardashian or Amber Rose or whatever posting these racy pictures that porn girls don't post anything close to that. I think Julia Ann got her account deleted and she, her, her account was like all dogs. <laughs> and right. it's just because it's it's the affiliation it's associated with adult and it that's that's how it goes corporate sponsorship kim kardashian and amber rose are paying instagram and facebook to be allowed to be on there that's what it's about and porn people aren't doing that if we're on there and we have more followers and are more successful on the social media platform but we're not giving them any money but we make money off using that social media platform, there's a problem. But if Kim Kardashian or whoever else is investing in Instagram or Facebook, paying them to be able to have this pictures up there that we're not allowed to have, that makes them 
have more buzz. Like, that's pretty much what I think it's about. Porn girls are capable of creating that buzz. Not all of them, but a lot of them are. Create, be able to create that buzz. And they know how to finesse and, like, snake charm the audience that's on social media. And we don't need to pay anyone to do it. We just know how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Instagram and the other platforms have used the the talents of the adult female performers to build their uh, audience. And and, and it's just amazing that then they turn around and give them third-class citizen treatments. So I'm glad that Mark Zuckerberg is a giant dusty turd. Like he's a little piece (laughs) of shit that fell out of a dog's butt and then like rolled around on the carpet a little bit. He's just a giant dusty turd. Like he looks like a hemorrhoid. Not the opinions of the podcast itself, but uh, right. those are the expressed opinions. Only my opinions. Those are her opinions. Other people do. <laughs> sure. Uh, but there is a targeted campaign against porn performers where anti-porn religious groups report the uh, porn accounts, whether they have anything wrong with them or not. It goes into a, an artificial intelligence system. That system, they know just what to say to get that system to delete the porners' accounts. And and hopefully now, after yesterday, an open dialogue has been created where they can uh, start to be a little bit more careful about what gets deleted. So there you go. Yeah, I just think that they're probably just like saying – they're just yes-mamming the people in porn. They're like, yeah, whatever. No one really cares what you say, and we're just going to say yes, get you out of our faces, and we're going to keep doing shit the way we're doing it because – Fuck it. We make money. That's who we are, and that's who she is. Well, I'm just going to say this before I hand it over to Jim to wrap us up, and that is I uh, once a performer retires, I applaud her. I, I want your life to be as wonderful as it possibly can be for the rest of your life, and I would Thank never you. encourage you to come back. I think it's great that you have made it out of the industry. However, I'm just letting you know that if you ever do unretire for whatever reason – um, you, you don't, you just make the call to me, send me that text. <laughs> I'll, I'll call you first. Call me first. Say I'm back. <laughs> I'm only going to be back for these three days before I retire again, whatever. And we're going to, we're going to make it happen. Uh, the last set exactly. of scenes you shot for us were the best you'd ever done. So you're still at the peak of your game. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I think what we're going to do today, we're going to create the word of the day, the word of the day. Ladies and adults, we're gonna we're not gonna look at the word retire. We're gonna study the word hiatus and ah. use these words appropriately. Yes, yes. Christina is on hiatus. No, I, I'm retired. But but anyway, <laughs> if it's your first re, if it's your first retirement, you're probably not retired. You're probably on hiatus. <laughs> you're probably right. Uh, you know, many performers retire, unretire. You may as well just call it hiatus. But we, but I, yeah. you look happy to me on your Instagram these days because you know, I, I am. Love I'm living my best life, and you know, I have no regrets about uh, working in the adult industry. I came, I saw, I conquered. I think that I, you know, I, I did something there. And girls, there's a lot of girls that looked up to me, and that's amazing to me. So that means that I did something cool. And it's someone else's time to do that. And now I'm doing something else. And that's how it should be. You know, you got I can't be the greatest ever in the adult industry forever. I got to let someone else shine for a minute. Absolutely. 
No, I, hey, look, uh, somebody hacked into Brett Favre's Instagram yesterday and, and said he was unretiring. And for like a brief moment, the world was like, really? He's 50 years old, but damn, he's one of the greatest of all time. And, you know, he said, nope, you know what? It was somebody hacked into my account. But, but the point he made was sometimes you sail off into the sunset and you let it, yeah. you let your accomplishments stand for themselves. And that's you. And it's, you know, it's time to move on, for me at least. You know, other people, sometimes they just change and develop within the same industry. I feel like I came, I thought I conquered. I'm, like, in a different point in my life where I'm I'm just looking for something different. And, you know, it's, I mean, it's someone else's time. There you go. All right. And here to wrap us up now, the great Jim Williams. I got to tell you, first of all, one quick thing. Uh, we just, while we were talking, we got a brand new sponsor. We'd like to thank the Costa Rican Tourist Bureau for now. Uh, <laughs> on. Uh, thanks so much for Costa Rica. And uh, by the way, there's a, uh, you know, go out there and check it out. It's a lovely country. And uh, it really my, is. And the people are nice. And uh, so by all means. Okay, folks. Now, if you're not one of the over 50,000 people who have taken the time to subscribe to our podcast, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, we make it simple. You can get, find us in the iTunes store because we are part of the Apple Podcast family, proving that we are not in any way, shape, or form prejudiced. We're also part of the Google Podcast family, which you can find at the Google Play Store. We're on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, as well as um, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and, of course, YouTube, to name a few. For some reason, if you can't find us, just go out there. And pull your Google machine out and type in Let's Talk Adult. That's Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King. And hit the favorite button or subscribe button. And every week you get a brand new edition of the podcast sent to your tablet or to your phone or to both. Okay. And if you happen to have one of those assistant devices like Alexa or Google or any of the Apple ones, which answer to Siri, just say, hey, Siri, Apple, or, or Siri, Apple, no, Siri, um, Google or Alexa. Please play the latest edition of Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King, and guess what? They'll do it for you. So, folks, if you can go out there and, you know, take the time to subscribe, we'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, And we're going to give us a five-star review. Five-star review. Absolutely. Especially those uh, of you on Apple, by all means. Um, Glenn, some final thoughts from you. My final thought is is that that was the greatest story in the history of porn, the Costa Rica story. Thank Absolutely. you so much, everybody, for listening, and thank you, Christina Rose. Yay! Yeah.